Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Casey Chiropults podcast brought to you by Cats Consultants, helping chiropractors keep their pulse on success. I'm Dr. Michael Perush, and I'm joined by the uh, chief inspirational dynamo, Dr. Troy Fox. Morning, Troy. Yes. How are you? Yes, I love that. You know, that <laughs> barely even fits on my business card. <laughs> I'm, I'm so important that my title is so long that we almost had to use the backside of the card just to put my That's title funny. on it. That's funny. Yeah. We did a wrap. <laughs> yeah, it's a wrap all the way around the card. You just flip it. It, it, it has what, and, and it's handwritten on the top that it says other side with an arrow, kind of like you did in grade school when you were trying to write something and you couldn't quite get the whole sentence. Oh my gosh, in. that's funny. Oh my that's gosh. Funny. Yeah, that was great. Hey, did so, somebody send in a question this week? I know you, we get dozens of them, but we do. You know, here's what, what, what'd you pick? Here's what's crazy. You know who emailed us this week? Who? Crazy Jake from State Farm. <laughs> You know what he wanted to know? What are we wearing? What are you wearing right now? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, Jake from Ohio messaged us. And he actually said, hey, here, <laughs> yeah, Jake from State Farm. What are you wearing? Um, so Jake from Ohio messaged us. And, and Jake's question was, so I'm having a problem in my practice. And he goes, I'm trying to work with patients and I'm trying to set up treatment schedules with them, you know, initially when I first see them to get them better and patients aren't following through with it. And I just don't, I don't understand the dialogue. I'll tell them like, you know, I want to see you X number of times over X number of weeks. And I'm just getting this deer caught in the headlights look. And I can tell that they're not getting what I'm saying. And so, I mean, and I thought about that and I thought, do we even use this question? I honestly thought about not using this question because it's a great this question. is like an hour conversation, Yeah, but at least. we're going to dive into a little tiny portion of it. And this is a little Christmas gift for you guys. As we get near, I'm feeling very giving today. So this is a little Christmas Uh-oh, gift for you out. guys. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about dialogue just a little bit. And so mm-hmm. we're going to just, we're going to attack one portion of that. We're not going to attack what do you say into the patient educate, but we're going to talk a little bit about just a little bit of dialogue about what we do with treatment schedules, how we introduce those to patients in a way that they understand, get it and value it, and then follow our, our recommendations. So I think we'll just throw a couple out there. Dr. Perush, what do, what do you say to that? So how are you going to tell me when you want to see me three times a week for the next, say, three or four weeks, and you're going to, you're going to give me an value. You're, you're going to give me what, why do I need to see you three times a week for four weeks? Why do I need to be adjusted that many times? So as the patient, I'm questioning that as the doctor, you're going to ease my mind. So how do you do, how do you do that with verbiage? Well, first off, Jake, I want to pat you on the back because you, you recognize that it's a communication issue mm-hmm. and it is, this all comes back to communication skills. And first off, you have to read the patient. There are four or five different patient types, and some are just going to be on board. And then you're going to have some that are going to give you a big pushback. And then there's a couple in between. So you have to read the patient. And I, I think it's best, and Troy, I think you, you do this too. I think it's best to give patients analogies that they understand. You know, for example, oftentimes we hear the myth, myth statement. No, I don't have a lisp. Hmm. about, you know, once you start going to a chiropractor, you always go to a chiropractor. Well, my response to that is, yep. And once you start going to get your haircut, you always have to get your haircut. And once you put gas in your car, you always have to put gas in your car and you mm-hmm. break down that myth. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's the first thing is you, you've got to figure out what the patient's thinking and you've got to speak in terms that they understand, you know, throwing out, you know, a, a, a grade two spondylolisthesis on the patient doesn't make any sense to them. They're, right. They're, and they'll get stuck on that word and not hear anything else you say. So you've mm-hmm. got to bring the mm-hmm. communication down to their level. And right. yes, I know we learned all these great things and all these 50 cent words in, in school and everything. And that's great that we have that knowledge, but the patient doesn't really care about that. So what does the patient care about? They care about them. They care about, mm-hmm. are you going to get me well? So you've got to approach it in a manner of, I know what's going on with you and I'm going to help you get well. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. you, when you approach it like that, you'll have them seized, if you will, just a little bit more on your conversation. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful in those conversations, especially early on in care, like during your report of findings that you're not talking the patient out of care or talking mm-hmm. over their head so much that they walk away going, well, I don't even know what we're doing here because I don't understand yeah. the thing you just said. How many times have we seen that where docs <clears throat> talk themselves out of care? Not because not not because you're you're going well. I'm not so sure that you need this. That's not what we're saying. What I'm saying is is that you browbeat me so bad with all the fifty and seventy five cent words mm-hmm. that after about thirty minutes of that, I'm like, oh, all I want to do is get out of here, yeah, adjust me, you know, and let me out of here. <laughs> yeah, we're Starbucks. And the problem is, is and we run ourselves into the ground. Let me give you a quick example. Mm-hmm. And this is a really quick, easy example of what I do with a patient that needs a treatment schedule but doesn't understand what chiropractic really does. They know that I'm a doctor. They know that I'm going to adjust them because their friends have told them that, but their mm-hmm. friends haven't talked to them about a treatment schedule and they don't understand what I need to do. So mm-hmm. I say, Mike, hey, we're going to start working on you today. Um, you know, we've already kind of, I've already prefaced a little bit about here's what's going on with you. We can help you. So mm-hmm. here's the here's the schedule that we're <laughs> going to work with you on at this point. Uh, we're going to plan to see you three times a week over the next four weeks. And I want to explain to you a little bit about how that works and why. And so let's talk a little bit about that. You know, sometimes people say, well, I just want you to adjust me, doc. Just, you know, I just need my back popped. Okay, so let's use the example of you going to work out. I want to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger too, just like you want to get one adjustment, okay? Yeah, and that's an analogy they understand. And so I want to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger, so I'm going to go to the gym this year, Mm -hmm. okay? For the the year, I'm going one time, and I'm going to lift some really heavy weights. Did I look like Arnold Schwarzenegger at the end of the day? No, no, you but look I could like you're crippled week, at the right? end of the day. Yeah. Okay. So here's option number two. If that didn't work, uh, how about I just go one time a month for 12 months? Am I going to look like Arnold? No. So the point behind this and what I'm explaining to you is when I start to go to the gym, if I go several times a week over a month's time, am I going to see physical change in my body? Absolutely. Time and repetition are what's important. Mm-hmm. You know, those are, those are the real keys when I go to the gym. And so when I look at it from that standpoint, and I understand that you've got a problem where you've got inflammation, spasm, and loss of range of motion in that joint. Now, as I start to reintroduce that, guess what your body's going to do? It's probably going to fight it a little bit, right? No yep. different than a jam finger or a thumb. Yep. Here's the other thing. You might actually get a little bit worse before you get better. 
So yep. I always like to tell you when I'm talking with you, that you might feel better. You might feel worse. You might feel about the same after the first adjustment. I'm not a magician, but yep. what I am doing is trying to get your body to start responding to that motion. So it will start its own healing processes. Your body does the healing, not me. So what we're going to do with this, is we're going to monitor you and we're going to ask you each day how you're feeling, <clears throat> but I'm not going to be shocked if you don't feel a whole lot better for over the first week or two. And a lot of times we'll usually see over three, four visits, we'll start seeing some improvement. Some people make drastic improvement, but if it takes you up to two weeks really to start feeling a lot better, that's not abnormal either. Sometimes people's bodies are slow to respond because the amount of toxins or the amount of damage, all the different things, the amount of stress that you're under, you know, in some cases, a patient's just had a divorce or, you know, Maybe they've, they've had a family member die that's, that's really impacted. So when you're working with patients, those kind of analogies, and there's a thousand different analogies that you can mm -hmm. use. Oh my gosh, there's dental analogies. I mean, dental analogies work really great, but I like I, the workout the one too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the braces analogy works really good as well. But we'll throw that simple one out there for you today because that's kind of how I talk to a patient. I don't give yep. them all the gobbledygook you know, here's what a, here's what a grade, a grade two spondylo looks like. And here's how long it's going to take to treat it because it's a grade two spondylo. And, you know, here's, here's my line markings on the x-ray and look at this angle right here. And the reason it's a grade two is because it's, you know, because it's, it's, you know, 45%, you know, anterior of, of where your sacrum is at. They don't care about that. You just lost me. <laughs> you could just you could show them a picture of an X-ray of a rabbit's foot and go, "Here's your spine, and yeah. here's what's it, it's messed up, and we need to." They honestly just want to know, can you help them? So yeah. don't spend so much time on X-ray. What I would do is spend a little bit more time on the analogy of why you're going to treat them the way that you're going to treat them in a way that they can take home and tell their spouse without fifty cent or seventy five cent words. Yeah, yeah, and it works. This is, this is why we developed the five minute report of findings. Yeah, five minutes. That's about how long the conversation is. And yeah. in that period of time, you're you have plenty of time to tell them what's going on with them, how you're gonna help them, and you know, kind of an approximation of how long it's gonna take and why. Yeah. So it, it how would how would you guys like to be able to do a five minute report of findings and know that it's successful that you relayed the information to the patient that you needed? Because we all want to take good care of our patients, but yeah. if you can't get them to understand what you're going to do and it seems foreign to them, it's very hard for them to follow your plan. Yeah. And it, you know, I liken it to, have you ever been to a car dealership and, and you know exactly what car you want? Mm -hmm. You want the black one with the leather interior and the cool wheels and <clears throat> you, you know exactly which model you want and they've got it right there on the, on the lot and yeah. you walk up to it and the salesman comes out and says, oh my gosh, let me show you the double board cylinders and the twin overhead cams. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but, <laughs> and, and you don't care. Uh -huh. You just want that car. I don't, I don't want to know you know, all the intricacies of how it was built and put together and, <clears throat> you know, that it was number seven off the line earlier this year. And, you know, I, I, I just want to buy the car, but pretty soon yeah. if that, if that car salesman talks too long, he's going to talk you out of buying it from him. Yeah. And you go down the street and buy it elsewhere. 
And a whole different topic for another day is, is if they try to change what, where I'm at midstream and they go, by the way, I know you really wanted black with black, but look at this white car over here with the, with the fuzzy dice hanging in the, in the furry steering wheel. You're Mm going to love this car. And all of a sudden they try to turn me towards something else. When we're, when we talk to patients, we need to be open and forthright with them up front about not only short-term care, but long-term care with our patients Mm -hmm. and what we expect will happen and what we should do. But that's, I mean, gosh, that's a whole nother conversation that we can have. And after Christmas, maybe we will have that conversation. Um, So you guys need to stay tuned to listen to that. But I think in the short term, if you just use a few analogies with your patients, and here's the thing, don't go into your, your, your patient today and use that analogy on them. Go home and use it on your wife or your uh-huh. dog first. Practice it a couple of times. Practice it. Go through it to where it sounds familiar and comfortable to you because that's what we want you to do is sound familiar and comfortable because we want patients to understand chiropractic care in a way that's familiar to them. Yep. So if it sounds foreign to you when you're telling your dog, hey, Rex, here's blah, 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 you know, and you go, no, that still doesn't sound right. Hey, Rex. Okay. And then you're like, okay, now I'm ready to go. So whoever you may tell the story to, or your analogy to, once you're comfortable and realize that it sounds reasonable and normal, now you're ready to tell it to a patient. Yep. Yep. So if you have patients dropping out of care and not following through with your treatment recommendations, go back to your communication style and work on it, practice it, improve it. Cause that's usually where it's at. Yep. Jake, great question. Thanks for sending that in. Um, and and like you said, Troy, it's kind of a convoluted one. So we'll pick up on that uh, yeah. more in the future. So everybody tune in. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'm Dr. Michael Perush, joined with Dr. Troy Fox. On behalf of the KC Carol Pultz podcast, we at Cats Consultants, thank you for joining us today. And from all of us here at Cats Consultants, stay informed and well-adjusted. We'll see you soon. We'll see you.